a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um, this comes up at the beginning of every Star Wars movie. And I've seen these movies over and over and over again, probably more than I should have. Um, but since I was five, they've always been my favourite movies. And really, how could they not be? They have spaceships, robots, lightsabers, and good guys beating bad guys. But what really makes Star Wars Star Wars is this mysterious power called the Force. And basically, if you have this power, you can do all types of cool things. You can move objects without touching them, you can sense the future, you can even make lightning come out of your hands. But anyways, I'm telling you all this because Star Wars wasn't always just a movie for me. A long, long time ago, I used to think it was real. I used to run around the house waving my hands at things, just waiting for them to suddenly move. And strangely, when nothing happened, well, I'd try again. And then I'd try two hands, and then I'd close my eyes and concentrate as hard as I could. <sighs> but nothing ever happened. Like you all know, Star Wars is just a story. It was never meant to work. It was meant to entertain me, but it was never meant to change me. The whole world is always telling us stories too telling us what we should be thinking, feeling, and doing. And because these stories have been around for our whole lives, and they still are, they've actually become part of our stories, shaping who we are. More specifically, they've shaped what, it thinks it, we, what we think it takes to make us whole, what it takes to fill us up. And the story of our time today is that we are our deepest feelings, and that there's more to life when we follow our hearts. So we have to have whatever we want or we'll never be whole. But if this is our story, we'll go everywhere except the one place which will make us whole. We need a new story. We need Jesus to rewrite our story. And they're the two things that I want you to take away from today. Number one, our stories aren't working. And number two, Jesus rewrites our stories. So why aren't our stories working? Why won't following our hearts ever work? Well, first up, we need to look at what the heart actually is. Most of the time, we think the heart is emotions and feelings, and the heart is the place where they come from. And while that's true, the heart is actually so much more. And we see this throughout the Bible. In Proverbs 3, it says, "'Trust in the Lord with all your heart.'" So, trust comes from the heart. In Proverbs 4, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So, the whole direction of our lives is decided in our hearts. And in Matthew 6, Jesus says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, love comes from the heart. From all of this, we can see that our hearts are our driving force. They are what we trust most, love most, and hope in. And together, they form an inclination. The trust, loves, and hopes of our hearts will direct us towards a certain destination. If we feel pulled towards wanting something, it's our hearts that are doing the pulling. And this is why our hearts are so, so important. Because at the end of the day, we do what we love. We do what our hearts want most.
So what is that? What do our hearts want most? And that brings me back to our broken stories. When it comes down to it, we want to be whole, to be fulfilled, to find what is good, to find what is beautiful and true. And the world tells us we can find that in a few different places. Um, as long as I'm happy, that'll be enough. Um, as long as I have that new phone, that new house, that new experience, that new thing, yeah, that'll be enough. As long as I'm successful, if I can just reach my goal, maybe that'll be enough. If I'm just loved and, and people stick by me, yeah, that'll be enough. But when we finally get there, we're still left wanting more. We're still not whole. And while some of these things are good things, like wanting to have loving friends and family, they were never meant to take the place in our hearts that only Jesus can fill. And that's why all these stories are missing the point. Now let's talk about the story of all time, the big picture view of the Bible. You see, God has always wanted us to be in close relationship with him. And when he made humanity, way back at the beginning in Genesis, um, all our trust, all our love, all our hope, our whole hearts were driving us towards God. And we were whole because we were where we were meant to be. But this good and close relationship uh, was broken because we chose to believe a lie that said God is not enough. And because we believe that God is enough, wasn't enough, well, we had to go our own way. We had to find our own way to make ourselves whole. This seemingly new story about following our hearts is actually just the same old story that God is not enough. And all of this is coming from a wrong image of God, of not seeing God for who he actually is, a God who doesn't know what we need. So we have to figure out our own way. But what does this mean? It means that now our hearts are always pulling us in all these different directions in a great big wrestle, wherever there's a promise or hope of fulfillment. We need our relationship with God, but because our hearts, um, because we're living in these broken stories, our hearts aren't working like they should. And instead of pulling us towards God, they're pulling us away from Him. And we see this in Mark 7 when Jesus says, for from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All of this coming from our own hearts. It's not that we can't not want to know God. It's that this desire is so crowded by all these other desires. And so often, all these worldly desires... And they seem more attractive, so they become the focus of our hearts. Augustine described this as disordered love. It's where we love less important things more than God. And because of this wrong prioritization, it always leaves us wanting more. So why aren't our stories working? C.S. Lewis sums this up pretty well when he said, Human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something else other than God to make him happy. Our stories aren't working because they're trying to take a place that only Jesus can fill. But we're not stuck in all our old, broken stories because God wants us to have a new story. And that brings me to point two, 
Jesus rewrites our stories. So let's carry on with that great big story of all time. So we had this good and close relationship with God, but then we chose to believe that God is not enough. Now we're going our own way. We're living life the way that we want to, and we're following our hearts. But it's just not enough. We try, we try hard, and we try lots of different things. But no matter how hard we try, and no matter what we try, that just won't make us whole. We're not enough to save ourselves. But then Jesus stepped in. And, and you see, these, these broken stories, they could still be ours. But God said, no, I still love you, and that hasn't even changed a little bit. I'm going to come into your broken story, and I'm going to fix it. So Jesus took what we deserved. He took, the, he took the end result of all of those broken stories. He took our mistakes, and he died. He fixed our relationship with God so that he could write a new story in us. And what does this new story look like? Jesus tells us in Matthew 22 to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is what it's all about. God wants to reorder our hearts. He wants to reorder all those disordered loves and put our relationship with him back where it should be. God wants to build us, rebuild us from the heart up and make us into who we're meant to be. Matthew 11.28, in Matthew 11.28, it says, God wants to bring all our worries and just rest in him. In John 3.16, God wants us to believe in Jesus and who he is, be saved and have eternal life with him forever. In John 15, God wants us to remain in his love and follow his commands. In Galatians 5.22, God wants to bring out the fruits of the Spirit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And in John 10.10, God wants us to have life and to have it to the fullest. Jesus brings wholeness to us, and it all starts with him working in our hearts. And isn't this new story like way better than those old broken stories? So I guess the question is, are the stories we're living now different to before, dramatically different to before? And if they're not, how can this new story be ours? It all starts with belief, believing, yes, Jesus, you are who you say you are, and you are enough for me. And that begins and continues our relationship with him. Now, we'll be wrestling with our hearts for the rest of our lives. Those broken stories will still be promising us wholeness in happiness, uh, in our success, in our possessions and worldly experiences. Always telling us that we're somehow missing out on life. And sometimes we'll jump at them only to realize after that it was a mistake and that what those stories were promising, um, the promise didn't actually come through. This all comes back to the lie that God is not enough. But even if we do go off on our own way, always in Jesus, we begin again. Our stories aren't set, and Jesus can rewrite them at any time we come back to him. Now this wrestle in our hearts, it isn't something we should be afraid of. We have the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. We're not doing this by ourselves. And we see this in 2 Timothy For God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of self-control. And in Ephesians 3, Now all glory to him who is able to, to, able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And just think about that for a second. God chooses to make his home in us. God just didn't make a way um, for us to have a new story. He's going to help us get that new story. Um, he not only wants to be close to us and to make our hearts how they're meant to be, but to bring out all those good intentions in us that we were just talking about. And C.S. Lewis uses a great metaphor for this uh, in this extract from Mere Christianity. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild this house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right, stopping the leaks. Um, and, and you knew that those jobs needed doing, so you're not too surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably, and it doesn't really seem to make sense. Well, the explanation is that he's building quite a different house than the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being made into a nice little decent cottage, but no, he's building a palace. And once he's done, he intends to come and live in it. We see here that God has this awesome vision of where he wants to take us. And we see how God wants his relationship with us to be. And we see this again in Ephesians 3. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how deep, how high, and how, how high, how deep his love is for us. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. God doesn't want our relationship to be a far away, every now and again catch up. No, God wants um, to be close to us, to be in our lives. He wants us to hear from him, and he wants to hear from us. He wants to know all of our cares. He wants to, he wants to be in the small decisions, in the big decisions. And he wants, to be, he wants us to be built up and based in him. That's how God wants our relationship with him to be like. And I wonder, how do we see that relationship? Maybe it's something that we can rediscover. We've been going through Acts recently and wanting to get back to the basics, to get back to prayer, uh, reading the Bible, and fellowship. Well, that all starts here, by keeping the first things first and putting our relationship with Jesus above everything else. Can we honestly say that we are putting Jesus first? Now let's come back to those two main points. Our stories aren't working. Jesus rewrites our stories. What's your story right now? Whatever it is, Jesus wants to keep rewriting that story. He wants to make us new again and again. He wants to bring out his intentions in us more and more. And he wants to take us further and further into relationship with him. Let's let Jesus rewrite our stories. Let's pray. Father, in you we have, we have a chance to have a whole new life, a whole new life uh, full of your love, um, full, of, full of your wholeness, full of um, the fruits of the Spirit um, and everything that you want to bring out in us. And I just pray that we would be 
um, going out for here and in our everyday lives, um, yeah, be chasing after you, be spending time with you, talking to you and trusting you. And I pray that you would um, transform all of our hearts um, so that our hearts look like your heart. And yeah, just please put us into the center of your will. Amen. Good.